Hello, and welcome to another rousing edition of Not For Nothing from Mile highs above all of the rest of the Pacific Northwest. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and I think we have another Chris. Yes, you are correct, Chris. I am here as well <laughs> on the East Coast. <laughs> from balmy, from balmy Brooklyn, New York. Ooh, We've got the other. Uh, I am I sweating to death. Day. Well, I might be moving into the Denver airport because it sounds like there's some weather back east, and I'm traveling back from beautiful Big Sky Country. Mm. God's country, as they call it, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it's known. <laughs> I'm sure. I apologize if I'm if I'm a little muted uh, in my in my talking. Um, I'm just conscious of the people sitting around me in the uh, Admirals Club. That's right. I'm a baller. Yeah, you are. Dang, son. <laughs> yeah. You know what? At a certain point in your life, you just got to join that. You just got to become a an admiral. Okay. And I've, I decided years ago. So here I am. Why not? Admiraling it up. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get it, yeah. girl. I'm just the only person talking about business deals or who to fire. I'm talking about burnouts, mm. uh, busts, sleepers, you name it. Oh, I've man. got it. I can't wait. I can't wait. But be- I'm so excited. But before I, d- I, before I get into the, the wild, <laughs> wild world of burnout. Um, Chris, I've been waiting a week for this. I know, I know. And I've got all these like airplane gripes that I'd really like to just lean into right now, but oh, I, I feel let's like that's do it. I, I don't know if I need I don't know if I need to. But okay, <laughs> just a, a little one. Yeah. So on my way out to Montana, mm-hmm. I was uh I was upgraded on the second leg of my flight to a first class seat. Ooh. And what I noticed is We're moving on up. They they preset the televisions in first class to CS or CNBC for all the like stocks and, and trading information. Okay. But in, but in working class, whatever that's called, mm-hmm. normal class, lowly, lowly class. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything's on like, everything's on a uh, NFL today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they preset the TVs in economy for NFL and they preset the TVs in, in first class, so like fancy pants trading channels. So I felt like that was just sort of an, an eye-opening experience. I was I was kind of uh, taken aback by that by just how how obvious that is. Well, but that doesn't even actually make sense because not everybody just because you're rich doesn't mean you need to know like about like the stocks and stuff on CNBC going on, right? That's what I mean. That's it's just this it's this like oh hey you're in the upper class you must want to learn know how you're. And who, how how you're going to be doing at opening bell? <laughs> and who wait? Who was the airlines on this one? This is United. Okay. Which 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 I will say is not who I'm a member of the Admirals Club of, but it is the airline that my brother-in-law flies for. So uh, I can't dig on it too. Much. Right. And the flights have been on time and incredible and well piloted. Well, good so for them. I, I yeah. don't. First yeah, good for them. Lives. And exactly. Um, <laughs> Although I do find it's weird that they don't have like just a pre-programmed like Delta video or something playing as you walk in. Like, so this United or whatever. It would be be weird if it's Delta. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, why don't they have, they have, should just have their own programming going. Like I think most airlines do and then they could, uh, they would just do that, you know, instead of having it actually some stupid channel, but like trying to figure out who's going to watch what. Exactly. 
It was bizarre. But mm-hmm. I noticed it was every TV. I didn't just make a blanket statement. I I, I did the due diligence of looking around to the other. Uh, <laughs> and you even stuff. went all the way back into the economy, the poor people place to look? Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, that's where it was today when I was writing Economy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been in both worlds. And we're back but, in the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I hope you had one, fun while so, it lasted. So speaking, speaking of TVs, I did. It was fantastic. I got Bloody Mary, took a nap. It was wonderful. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, speaking of TVs, the woman sitting next to me on the flight over had – she was a very sweet woman, like too sweet in my opinion, Mm -hmm. the person in front of her uh, immediately put her seat back, which I always find is insane. Like we're all in the same boat. Can't we just have the space we're given? She puts her seat back into this, uh, like immediately upon takeoff and like never put it back even on landing. Okay. But that's not, that's not the worst part. The worst part is she kept putting her ponytail over her seat into the other person's screen. So it was going, yeah, yeah, which was gross, right? That's a first. I, I've no, heard a lot of other complaints from people over the years of mess up. I've never heard that before. But yeah, that's just, I would have flicked her hair over. So that's what I'm, that's my question for you. This woman did nothing, which uh, I thought was. Yeah, was she was watching television? Uh, she was, yeah, she was trying to. Huh. But she was a very sweet woman who, who was just dealing with the situation as best she could. Huh. I, mm. I think I would have at least said something. I would have said something. Yeah. I would have yeah. been really tempted to just flick her hair. Yeah. Like, you're sorry, but your hair is like... I know. Like, I'm paying It's a tough for call. Yeah. No, I think that's an easy call on that one. Like, and I'm a pretty nice that's guy, and I don't a... let things bother. Like, the, the seat's going back. Like, th- that's part of airplane life, man. Like, I, I, I want to do it. I like to do it. People do it to me, fine. Like, I, I don't... That's a trade-off there, I think. That, like... Okay. I don't know why okay. people get so mad about that, because that's... If... If the seats didn't go back, then you know you know what I mean. Like they they go back, so obviously you have to expect that that's going to happen. And I don't understand where a lot of people, and you're not the only one I've heard from about this. About people getting really mad when like people put their seats back, and it's like they go back though. Like it's okay. Huh. Like huh. when did this okay. become a problem? Well, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to agree to disagree. All on right, that one, Chris. all right. And I, listen, I, I'm a big I, guy, and and those seats come back, and they hit me in the knees, and like I don't I don't like it yeah. in that sense, but. You, I mean, you got to live with the hand that you're dealt here on the, on the plane. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns. <laughs> Thanks. That's a, That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I would. I. I'm. I'm just silently hating on them and like. And then I don't put my seat back just because I feel guilty. So then I have like the least amount of space. <laughs> Which is clearly I'll lose. I'm, I'm not yeah, well, that, that surprises me about you then is that such a, you don't do it yourself then because I figured you'd be like one of the like a little if they're doing it then I'm gonna do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I respect the. You look like one guys. of those guys. I respect the code. <laughs> but there's no code. What's this code? <laughs> Thanks, jerk. I don't the get it. What's this code? It's the code. The code is that you just. extra four inches that your seat goes back that dries into someone's knees isn't worth it if we all just sat upright and just dealt with things it would be so much nicer but instead you're doing this passive aggressive thing where you're like leaning back and eating up more of another person's space and it just i find it really ruthless Hmm. interesting okay what if they what if they don't go all the way back what if they recline a little bit though uh because I've done that, and I do that. No, don't do it. No, not even a little bit. I need a little. I just need a little you recline. Like a half, 
Yeah, half, half recline. Yeah, half quarter. Recline. To, I've done a half recline. Yeah, I've done a half recline. That way, you're sure. kind of you're 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 compromising between both worlds there a little bit. You're like, listen, buddy, I'm not going all the way back. I'm not I'm not messing with you all the way, but I'm, I need to go back a little bit. Yeah, but they don't know that. They think you've gone back. I think they do. If 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 you don't go full back, I think people are kind of like, oh, you know what? That that person in front of me, they didn't go all the way back. That's kind of nice of them. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. This is a good discussion. It really is. (laughs) Hey, you know, really great. So I feel like we might have a little bit of a poor connection. So if I dip out, I apologize. I'll I'll call right back in. Sure. Our listeners don't need to know that. I just want to let you know. so I'm not going to edit this out. Burnouts. <laughs> you ready for burnouts? Yes. In five, four, three, two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Have you, Sunday, ever, Sunday. Have you ever listened to a podcast? Have you ever listened to a podcast where they where they they call they they screw up and they make a note to the producer to edit that part out and then they count themselves back in, but no. then they the editor never hears that note, so it's no. just plays through the podcast. No. You have it? Oh, no. the ringer does it all the time. Oh, of course they do. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because it's it makes you realize how great we have it that we don't even attempt to make any edits whatsoever. We just go live and uncut. It's, I think it's, it's really way it really better that way. Podcast. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So I have done a few natural. like audio edits where I've dropped the sound out when it's been really terrible on certain things, and no one's yeah, even known the wiser and stuff. So that's but that's for right that's, behind the that's curtains there for, for you folks. That, yeah, exactly. Don't 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 give too many of our secrets away. <laughs> uh, and speaking of speaking of uh, secrets, um, I did I did have a, a, a short recording session uh, last night with uh, my my homie and friend, uh, or which is both the same thing, uh, mm-hmm. Tommy V, who's really felt feeling the pressure of doing a, a theme song for us. Oh, and uh, but he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna make it happen. He's gonna I I know he will. That's amazing. Um. So I, I'm confident and I'm happy that that uh, that's going to that, that we will have a new theme song. I told him he has two weeks. So in Tommy V time, that's about two months. But right. I think we'll have something Perfect. something to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all I got from other listeners was just uh, was just jokes. So no one really want they just want to tease us, but they don't <laughs> want to actually fix it. So well, that's that's, that's uh, not. sounds like our demographic. Exactly. We get what we pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, uh, Chris, burnout. Did you see any of the any of the burnout footage that I sent you? Yeah, I watched the two little videos, and uh, my wife actually okay. said she saw them on the Instagram post too, but she never showed them to me, so I didn't see those if they were different. So let me explain this whole thing to you because I don't know if I could truly. I thought I knew what I was getting myself into, but it was just in more insane than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> it is. It is. Three hours of people starting and stopping in a parade going down what they call putting the gut, a.k.a. cruising Maine. Like the gut is what they call Main Street. So they all put the gut and anyone can do it. Scooters, like any, as long as you can burn out, you okay. can do it. Okay. My dad said this is how they repay Main Street and Libby. Like that because they, they just burn out for three hours. And you know what you get quickly burn out of? Burning out. Yeah. They're there. You, oh man, they're so loud. They're, it's just constant and it's crazy. Um, and most people, and it's, I say the population of Libby probably tripled, maybe quadrupled for that night only. Um, apparently, 
you can drink anywhere you want at Libby during Ignite the Night, um, which is what it's called now. It used to be Hot August Nights, I learned quickly. It's called Ignite the Night. Oh, man. I don't um, know which one I like better. Yeah. Ignite the Night's kind of, it's cool because it's like, you know, like your right. car has like an ignition. Ignite the Night. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and, and there's classic cars, which, I mean, everyone, I'm impressed that these people know how to do such good burnouts. But I think... I've never seen more people double fisting drinks in my whole life. I didn't – everyone I talked to, relatives, strangers, all of them had two to three. They do the other – the underarm pit and then hold two. Oh, I've my God. I've never seen three, three drink hold. Yeah. That's amazing. That was incredible. Wow. Uh, watching just like everyone like cheering for people to like burn their car – like burn out their radiators was impressive. <laughs> like if you blew up your car – which a lot of people did, you got the most cheers. If your radiator exploded, you were like the king. Like it was, it was amazing. Uh, I had, I saw a lot of family that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was a weird environment to, to see those fa- that family. Cause you're trying to yell over the sound of a car screeching in front of you every 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good way I to catch up. You the, the, I wish I could play the voicemail for you of that I that I when I called my wife because I wanted her to just hear it. So I just was like, I just wanted her to experience it all. But I but I I won't I, I don't have access to that voicemail. But otherwise, you you really get the feel of ignite the night if you're uh, if you're hearing it in in person. Um, what else can I really tell you about it other than um, there? I did not see a lot of. Um, Biden or uh, Bernie Sanders bumper stickers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a lot of red hats. <laughs> a lot, a lot, okay. a, a lot. Great. <laughs> and a lot of, and a lot of, a lot of Trump 2020 license plates, oh, um, which yeah. I didn't even know you could get those. Yeah. It was, I, I definitely, I definitely didn't walk around with my, like, you know, my gay pride t-shirt my liberal my, my liberal my liberal my liberal gay pride atheist uh t- east coast east coaster t-shirt um yeah it was it was a it was a sight to behold mm-hmm. but i will say this and i, I want to get this out of the way because i think it i think it's important uh and i and i know that i know that he'll be listening but i or they'll be listening. But I was I I got to meet two of my my cousins, one of my cousins' kids, so my second, third, whatever cousins, two kids, great kids, Ben and Rowie. Uh, they are football fanatics. They are absolutely like I could talk to those kids for days. They were they were the diamond in the rough of this trip. Like wow. meeting those guys, they're they're incredible. Um, and they're, I know they're dying to, to, to hear them be shouted out. So, so I'm shouting them out right now. And I know Ben had some, Ben, Ben had some picks. Uh, I, I, I challenged him to get, to give me some sleepers or busts okay. for this, uh, for this coming season. So I want to run them by you and I want you to give me what you, what you think of Ben. I, with, if you think Ben's sleepers or busts are, are, are on point or bad. Okay. And, uh, and if you think they're bad, you could say, what's that all about? Because that's how they talk. They're Canadian. <laughs> oh, they're even better. <laughs> so you, your, two, your two responses can be, I'm all about that, or what's that all about? <laughs> I love them already. So, I, love, I love them. Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. Oh, the other thing is, is that they hate Canadian football. 
and they're from Saskatchewan. Oh. They, they, like they can't, they, they don't even know like the rules of it. They don't care about CFL at all, which makes them even like more hilarious. Yeah. But they just completely disowned their own <laughs> national pastime. Um, and and the, but the one knock on them, and uh, and this will this will be something that I take to the grave. And the reason that I don't really love them is they both just blind blindly love Drake, like unnecessarily. Oh, like they're no. just yeah, they're oh. like it's God's plan. You just got It's God's plan that we all love Drake. Oh, um, boy. And like every Toronto Raptors fans, they're totally fair weather and we'll be rooting for the Clippers later on this year. So, <laughs> Wait, so what's their – do they have a favorite NFL team though? So yeah, Ben's favorite team is, is the Packers. Um, All right, that and makes you sense. will take Grace Hollis and knowing, and knowing that he said the worst day of his life was when the Seahawks beat the Packers in that, uh, <laughs> a, that NFC playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he, I think he cried in front of friends. Um, Ooh. So, so you should, yeah, you should know that you, you, you hurt people all the way up to Saskatoon nice. uh, with that win, Chris. Yep. And then, uh, and then, uh, Rowie likes Rowie is the only Canadian, uh, Carolina Panthers fan. Wow. Uh, is official. I, I checked, I checked the records. Yep. He's the, he's the only one. Yeah. So, Good for him. Way to be out on an Island in Canada. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I was just so excited that they didn't say like Denver or yes. the Patriots. Yes. So I was. Yes. I agree. Uh, I was so, so I guess this, he, he must, must be a big fan of Cam Newton. The, he is, but he's realistic about Cam. He thinks Cam might still be injured. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. These guys, are, these guys are on these top kids of know their stuff. Yeah. They know, they know their stuff. I was like, I, yeah, it was pretty much heaven talking to these guys. It was pretty great. <laughs> so. All right. So with that, you, do you know the rules? I think so. So if you if you disagree, if you disagree, you say, you say, well, what's, what's that, that all about me? Yeah. What's that old boot? Yeah. And then, uh, and then you say, I wait. What was the rules? Oh, I'm all about that. About that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here are the here are the three sleepers in in order, as of which Ben Ben the brow told me this kid's got crazy eyebrows. By the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this kid gets keeps getting better uh, and better. He's incredible. He's incredible. Uh, okay, so sleepers. Here they are. First one, 49ers. Okay. What do you think? I'm all about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, this is kind of this is pretty on. I think we've talked about this one is the uh, Atlantic Fal- Atlanta Falcons. Yes, that you- uh, that I'm all all about. All about you're all about that. I'm okay. all about that. <laughs> and this one, I I feel like he might have just been jinxing me, but uh, was oh. the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, now Chris, yeah. what's that all about? Oh, really? <laughs> you feel that's a, what's that all about? I don't know. I, I might agree. With I don't that. know if that's a sleeper, but I'm. They could go. I mean, I think they're the, like the one team that could go either way. I think they're they're um, they're you know. I, I could see him kind of not being good, uh, or I can see him winning, you know, double digits. You know, that's the Steelers' way, well, I think. According to the brow, okay. the, uh, those are the those are the three teams to keep an eye on. Okay. Now his bus, his bus are his bus. I'm. I think one of them is pretty obvious, but the other two are are good. So, are you ready for him? I am. I am. Okay. Okay. Bus number one, the Chicago Bears. Oh, now, hey, hold on there a second. What's that all about? (laughs) 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 
this hey. poor kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's like Mitchell Trubisky is it could could have a, a step back of a season. I tend to agree with him on this one. Yeah, uh, I, I, well, I mean, they can have a step back, but I still think they're going to be. That good. might be the that, that might be the Packers fan talking too. Well, that's true, and and uh, I I think actually the Packers might be um, they might have a they might have a really good defense this year, and they might be really tough. Okay. Yeah. So that's a what's that all about? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next one. Like, what's his what's his bust mean? Does he mean like they're not going to make the playoffs and have a losing season, or are they just going to like maybe yeah. win like? Okay. Yes. Not going to make the playoffs. Okay. Not going to play the, make the playoffs, and not going to live up to expectation of the of the general consensus. Okay. I think is, all right. Is, is fair. He's not the first person I think I've Next kind of heard that from. So it's not. I'm Me not too. Super, Me too. That's right. not a that's not a deep cut. It's not a deep cut. Right. But he's got a couple. Deep I mean, it's cuts. still a deep Last cut because it's them. it's like there's he's one in you know a million here I think that are saying it, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I I hear what he's saying well, and I can ex- understand it. Exchange, I think with the exchange rate, that's like one one point three million. Right, right. right. <laughs> that Canadian dollars <laughs> strong right now. I don't think it is. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Is. Take these all with a grain of salt. They're all worth about thirty three percent of whatever we choose. Um, <laughs> uh, next one, Cleveland Browns. Busts, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to say I'm not all about it, but (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not going to say what's that all about either, though. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know what? I think a good season with the Browns is is um, is anything over eight wins. And, you know, if if they don't. Like I, I, I'm not sure they're going to get to ten wins here. I think it's going to be a tough year for them. But um, and I think we've talked about this before a little bit. I think they either I think I've said this before. They either start strong and fade towards the end, or they they get off to a rough start and they pick up steam and and, and make the playoffs maybe and make kind of go on a run towards the end of the mid middle to end of the season or something here. So I, I think they're kind of like they're I mean along with the Steelers and and I think that that division's tough and there's three teams that could either you know have winning seasons or have losing seasons. So. I'm not hating on that one. I, ben. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I think I think I agree with you though. I think it's going to be a start strong. Everyone is just like out of their minds, mm-hmm. and then a real sort of like dive there towards the end. Yeah. I mean, they're a, they're an injury at quarterback away from just being like a, a complete of downward course. spiral. Of course, in my opinion, and an OBJ injury. If you know, well, that's like, any team, right? Right. That's any of team. course. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see things going wrong there, just you know, like and not okay. even like bad playing. It just you know, like you said, injuries or whatever. And uh, the the third bust, Chris, and I think you're going to really uh, appreciate this one. I know I do. The uh, the Texans. Yes, I am all about this one, Chris. I think he's been spot on. Great. I think they uh, I think they struggle. I think they they kind of. Um, it's not their division anymore. I think the other teams are too good now just to compete with them. And um, I think they've got too many holes, too many messes, too much off-the-field crap going on, no Jave- uh, Clowney, um, you know, the coach, the whole thing. You know, you know I, I, coach. I've, I've always all liked the coach. them. Right. All, I, I've liked the team for the last couple of years in spite of the coach, but I think this sort of kind of catches back up to them here a little bit. I think they've been kind of, a, you know, kind of writing on uh, – on, on some you know some really uh, uh, a bad place and and I think it all kind of crumbles on them now. I totally agree. So that's a that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of uh, I'm a boot that's uh, I'm all a boot that you you do it better than I do. What's that old boot? Uh, so so that's that's we'll call that the 
that that's that's our Canadian corner mm-hmm. for uh, for this week. Yeah, I think what we'll try to do is we'll try. I I told Ben to get Skype and uh, we'll have him call in sometime and we'll get him on. We'll get him on live and uh, and and pick his brain. Maybe like mid season, we'll have his his mid season uh, thoughts. Okay. Yeah, um, and then we can he clearly uh, will be paying attention. Sure, and then we can either you know rail on him or or support him if if these picks are you know good or bad. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 make him we'll make him we'll make him live up to these picks that I put him on the spot making in a we'll, diner we'll, in uh, Libby, Montana. We'll make him cry again. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, just to quickly wrap up, Burnout Fest or, or Ignite the Night as it was mm. was everything it it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not participate, sadly. I, uh, did, I, I, did Dad I did not let you take I, the Mustang out? <laughs> he he did let me take it out. He did not let me take it to Libby. I did get to take it out. Oh, I see. Uh, or I was offered. Sorry, that's why I was offered to take it out. I just chose not to take it out. So, you know, sometimes there's just a little too much pressure. Sure. Uh, and sure. I just I I had already gotten a, and this is news to me anyone listening, I, I got one speeding ticket while I was in Montana, as it was, uh, in my sister's car. So the last thing I needed was a second while driving uh, my dad's Mustang, which was an inevitability. And I just don't want to go back to a, a Kalispell prison. I've been there once. So <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I don't want you to go back either. So. Yeah, I'm safely in Denver now with just one strike against me <laughs> and a ticket that I will never pay. <laughs> You will never see your family again. Exactly. Not go, <laughs> I'm not, not going, going back, back there. there. <laughs> I'm not going back there. I got the. I got a warrant. I got a warrant. I'm, I'm at large. I'm at large as of August 30th. So uh, Ooh, yeah, okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Good for you. So that's that's. I mean, do you have any questions for me regarding the uh, the uh, ignite the night? Was there any? Um, oh, I can't say this, and this is a good segue, actually. Um, the I learned that Montana has a state drink. Uh, uh, it's unofficial, but it is, as far as I could tell, everyone and their mother partakes in this any time of the day, and that is the uh, White Claw uh, alcoholic seltzer. Oh, wow. it is everyone from kids to grandmothers are enjoying, which what I used was calling white clam, and I think confusing people. <laughs> I was like, why is everyone drinking white clam? And they're like, what? White clam? <laughs> but I learned it was white claw. I was just seeing that W upside down. <laughs> now, I got to say, just, Chris, I've, I've tried a few white claws myself in the last month or two. Um, and especially up, up, in, uh, up on the Cape there when I was there back there a couple months back. Um, that's definitely white clam country. That is definitely white clam country. <laughs> Uh, not bad though, actually. They're not, they're not the worst thing I've ever tasted. No, but they're kind of, okay. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so one thing I noticed recently, you have been sending me out that there's a lot of copycat seltzers out there. This market has really, and this industry has really blown up here in the last it has. month or so. This is crazy. It has. So you've, you sent me some, some pictures. In fact, you were not the first person to uh, send me the four look go seltzer oh, man i'm a little uh, disappointed in that uh, which i apparently i 
the first person people think of when they think, no, you were not first. Yeah. You were second. Yeah. But you were the first to send me the, uh, you were the first to send me the one about with the pumpkin spice one, which it was that, was that Natty Bush. Light? No, that was Bush. You sent me one? Nat Light. Um, and then I upped you one and I sent back the Bush beer brand has their super hard seltzer pumpkin spice latte 17.0% alcohol by volume. Wait, what? 17%? 17%. So that even tops four locos, which was at 14%. This is incredible. This is incredible. 17%. 17. Uh, is, like, so most of these other, I did a little research on all these seltzers and most of these seltzers are like four or 5%. And then yeah. there's a couple of them that were like, oh, we're doing like 8%, which is from Paps Blue Ribbon Strong Seltzer. <laughs> so Paps is even getting in this game. Henry Weinhardt's is even getting in this Ugh. game. They're still in business? Yeah, because they're owned by like Coors Miller Company. Wow. So are you like are you like scrubbing like a, like a wrestling mat right now? Goddamn dog. You're watching a wrestling like, mat? She's like trying to dig into the mat. It's like it sounds like you're washing a wrestling mat, like between matches. <laughs> are you like, are you doing youth wrestling this yeah, summer? I'm teaching youth wrestling. <laughs> like, it's a passion of mine, Chris. Singlets. <laughs> I've got all these singlets and nothing to do with yeah. them, so I started training wrestlers. <laughs> I put up a dojo. Uh, wow. So, well, wash it down. I, I, I don't want those kids to get ear infections. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. There's a lot of blood everywhere, so. actually. So. <laughs> We go hard. <laughs> Teaching them. <laughs> you go hard like hard cider. Yeah, that's right. I give them, I give them a hard cider after we're done here just to kind of make men out of them, Chris. <laughs> like you, you and Gordon. You're taking a page, page out of Gordon. No, 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 no. We're not going there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't give them wine, Chris. I mean, come on now. I got my, I got my morals here. I'm just, it's just hard seltzer. So let me ask you this. In your opinion, do you think that the white seltzer craze will continue or will it die the way of Zima and wine coolers and every other quote unquote chick drink that has stormed the market and quickly fizzled out? Chris, I'm so glad you asked me this question because in my research, I came across an article from Eater or one of those kind of style like online publications talking about the hard seltzer craze and how this one is different because they are able to market this one much more effectively and learn from the mistakes of the Zimas uh, and the um, and like the other sort of like uh, hard quote unquote hard drinks that they've tried to you know sell over the last twenty to thirty years. Um, where they they're like, able like to, the yeah like go ahead. I no no I know I didn't want to interrupt I just meant like so you're talking about hard lemonade or like like smearing off ice, like those all fall yes, into this exactly into this world. Okay, yeah, exactly. So like all those iterations that kind of came from, you know, Zima was kind of maybe the first. There might have been a few before then that you know you might not remember, and I don't I don't remember what they were. Maybe off the top of my head now either. But um, yeah, they've they've kind of taken all those you know and that brand of like as you called it chick drinks, um, and 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 taken those uh, those labels and and tried to try to stay away from that. And so like a lot of them do like sort of uh, color neutral cans. So they're either like kind of like silver mm. or white with like a little bit of colors, mm. you know, kind of into them. Um, they're marketing them to men and women. Um, and they, they're showing like some of the like ad campaigns that are doing, it's like, you know, it's like dudes with big beards and tattoos and they're just chilling with, you know, like a, 
a seltzer and and um uh, well that's all it takes for me that's <laughs> i mean if i see a dude in a beard <laughs> drinking anything I'll, I'll have a taste right and i think they've gotten people that's all i need they've gotten like sort of um I don't know if it's some of these like um, uh, like brand. What do you what do they call them? Like the brand, um, not ambassadors, but the guys, uh, influencers and stuff. You know, whatever people like those. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they've done. So I think they've done on a, the Instagrams, right? And I think they've done, but they've done a more strategic marketing thing here, and sort of um, um, they've they've been able to sort of get ahead of it before people start calling it like sissy drinks or chick drinks or whatever. So um, so you would you would, you think that that this is like. See, in my, in my opinion, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, parallels to white clam and the jewel, which is like mm. those are those like the jewel e-cigarette is going to sustain it. Like and and the reason it does is because it reached a young, a youth market. Yeah, and uh, I, kids started. Yeah, kids started I'm, using them in high schools and stuff. Right, and I have a feeling that the white the white clam, and I'd have to ask uh, Ben the Brow about this, but uh, but I, I have a feeling those. If, if you went to a high school party these days, you'd see a lot of that white, white clam. Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gordon now, huh? <laughs> I knew it was going to happen before it came out, but I, I couldn't hold it back. Um, yeah, I, no, I agree I'm, with I'm you. I'm now being escorted out of the Admirals Club. <laughs> Guys, report you right now. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> All I heard was youth wrestling and white clams. Yeah, and teenage parties. Uh, so um, anyway, so your opinion is, is that this this craze will continue? Yeah, and I and I like your I like your analogy here, or you're you're playing it off like the same thing as like with the e-cigarettes and stuff. Because I think it's true, and I think they're playing to a younger audience. And I think with younger audiences, they're they're a little more open and accepting of these things, you know. Whereas like they're. They're not, everyone's not so worried about like their image of like trying to be a man or all the, you know, like all these old school ridiculous traits and stuff that, you know, kind of played into right. years past and whatnot. So, um, and they're good. And like, so who doesn't like seltzer, you know, especially with like the LaCroix and like all the normal they seltzers. Taste, they don't taste like seltzer at all. I, I, no? I can get through one. I, I, I love seltzer. I mean, seltzer is yeah. my favorite drink on earth. Right. And, and this is a bastardization of seltzer. Totally. But, uh, I, I, I don't treat them as the same one and the same Yeah. in, in my I mean, I, I agree with you to for the most part, but, but yeah, because it's I don't, but they're not like super sweet either. Though they they do have sort of that natural seltzery kind of. They I mean, do. They the, do. But the flavors are sure. like sort of like whatever. It's like ruby, grapefruit, lime, or something. And you're like, all right, this isn't that great of a flavor, yeah. but um, I think it's good enough. And I, yeah, I do think that this will be. Um, I think this has some staying power. I, I think a lot of these will probably go away after a few years, though. But there'll be like like White Claw and like Bon Viv and like there's a couple other of these are. Um, seem to, be, seem to be the 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 industry leaders and stuff, and I, I think they've already probably got the most of the market share. What they'll keep and and kind of man, maintain that though too. So but I, yeah, I, I think, agree with that prediction. Yeah, I think the uh, I have a I have a go ahead. No, no, I just no, I just think uh, I, I think it'll stick around. I, I think it's a I think it's a legit kind of a thing where all these other things seem to be fads over the years, and 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 um, uh, I think this I think this one you know especially the four loco because it's also sour Chris I don't know if you noticed that but four oh. locos is sour which I thought yeah. was an interesting which, twist which, as well I'll, I love anything sour mm -hmm. uh, so I will definitely be looking for these it's funny that you mentioned drink fads because you, you just reminded me of something I was recently invited to a party at the intern's house 
the oh. intern's wife was making 90s drinks, which meant basically cosmopolitans, <laughs> which surprisingly are incredible. I had no idea. Oh. I've been poo-pooing them for all these years, at okay. least the way the she intern's wife makes them. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Uh, but I thought I would join in the fun and bring my own 90s drink, you which was uh, Bud, Bud Ice. <laughs> <laughs> which I made a joke of, but actually found. And I don't know if they're just available in Pittsburgh, but I feel like, man, Bud Ice is still kicking. Yeah, that now, seems to be a uh, that seems to be kind of a Rust Belt area kind of a thing. Maybe that might just. But there was a lot of ice beers. I think everyone had an. That's ice what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, if you could, if you could but find they, me an Ice House, remember that one, that beer. Yeah. Well, they are definitely gone. They're okay, definitely gone. Damn it. Yeah. I like and I think Molson was pretty much the the, mm. the, the yep. originator of the yep. ice fascination. Oh. And they and I'll we'll have to again ask Ben the Brow if they're still selling Molson ice up uh, north, but I can't find them. <laughs> I could I could find this is crazy. I could find Bush ice yes. and I could find Bud ice. Those yes. were the only two ice beers mm-hmm. still on the market as far as as far as the Midwest is concerned. And 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 how was it? Was it as good as you remembered it? I got through half of one. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then I was like, ah, ah, ah. And then I, I just dumped it out. <laughs> oh, man. That's even I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, you know, Stick sometimes, with the white you clam. sometimes you can't go back, Chris. Sometimes <laughs> you, can't. you can't. You really can't. I don't uh, like to go back, Chris. I always move forward. Agreed. I think it's the way to live your life. Um. <laughs> We can get off these drink fads sure. uh, right now, and and uh, but I don't really love the segue of going right into the Jay Z Eric Reed uh, <laughs> Eric Reed debate. But why not? Sure, you know, uh, yeah. We're, when when and when and not Rome. Uh, and and to be honest with you, like I I was pretty fired up about all this um, this controversy, and 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 I'm actually going to give you the floor and let you explain what I'm talking about so that our listeners know. What or if there is any controversy, can you can you explain what what the the issue is to our dear listeners? Yeah, so I guess from what I understand, and and I was I to be honest with you too, I, I was kind of staying away from this topic until you told me you wanted to talk about. It. So I started looking into it a little bit more. But so apparently, um, Jay Z has entered in an agreement with the NFL to do a whole bunch of things for them, um, mainly. Um, it's to sweep Colin Kaepernick's kneeling and the racial uh, questions that have been brought into the league uh, away, um, which is a lot of people's opinions. So, but he's also apparently supposed to kind of lead the charge of like finding the talent for the halftime shows, um, deal with these these sort of racial inequalities in some way, shape, form that is yet to be sort of acknowledged or determined, and and then. Um, Apparently, also, this is his opening to, at some point, as TMZ was was quoting a unidentified source, is that this will open the door for him to get a, a, a what they, I think they called a major stake in an NFL team. 30, 30% stake. I, I think it was a 30% stake was what they, was what they were reporting. Which is, this is, and, and I don't mean to downplay the rest of it, but this is the most unfathomable part of this whole thing to me. Is that Why? Because oh, sorry, he's an he's a he's technically or supposedly he is a billionaire or close to it. Yeah, which I don't believe. I don't believe either. But it, with all total assets involves, okay, maybe he's close to that or something like that. Whatever he's invested in or been a part of, and blah blah blah. 
but he's no he's no uh, Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre has stake with now with Apple and, and Beats and that whole thing so that makes more sense maybe in, in his portfolio and I'm not sure what Jay-Z has that that he gets him that that high up there but well can I can I can I stop you really quickly sure. isn't it a conflict of interest doesn't Jay-Z have isn't Rockefeller an agency how could he own a team yeah so okay so that's the other thing too that it was um glad you brought that up because you reminded me on that one is so the, this is kind of uh, similar to to LeBron James and his his agency in the NBA right so he's he owns it he is not an agent himself so in that regard, he's, he has um, apparently no conflict of interest. So okay. – and maybe NFL bylaws or whatever you want to call them are maybe different from basketball because Jay-Z had to sell his 1% stake in the Nets when he exactly. started this yeah. thing. So right. apparently this isn't a big deal or it's not a big deal yet. And I don't know how many clients he has. I, I think he has less than maybe six. Or, Did he get or Russell Wilson? Because I knew I was when no, I had no, no, season no. tickets. He was courting Russell. No, hard. no, no. Russell has a see. baseball agent that he has trusted for his like entire life, and he has a unique situation oh, wow. unto himself. So um, Jay got Jay got played good. That yeah, team. yeah. He has a couple guys. He might be kind of growing here and there a little bit with his his stable of, of, of players maybe, but it, it, they might be so minor at this point and, and that he's not a big enough NFL agent maybe, or his company isn't yet, that maybe they don't care at this point in time. Right. Um, but maybe, it, you know, these, these things are probably fluid and, 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 and at this point, you know, like whatever. And, and maybe they were just like, you know what, Hey, you can do this. As long as you're doing these other things, you can keep this, you know, maybe that was part of the agreement and whatnot. So, right. um, but back to my point though, is, is that I just don't see, these companies, these teams now. I mean, the the Carolina Panthers Panthers just sold for just under three billion dollars. Wow. So so for even so for even him to get thirty percent, which I haven't seen that number before, and I never heard anything or any team. Um, but I want to get into that too, uh, potentially kind of whittling this down to like possible teams even. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't. Is it so worth he it? Has is to basically it, is, liquidate. Is a TMZ is a TMZ rumor worth like whittling it down? No, because but I, I, I mean, so that was the other thing too. Is like so, so he would have to sell at least half of his entire net worth to even get close to like maybe a quarter of of a stake in a team. Okay, good, good sleuthing. Maybe, but then then who's actually going to do this? Right? Who's actually going to give up a, a a significant as they mentioned it i think stake in 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 an nfl team just because they're being nice and letting this guy into their club like he's he's yeah. from new york so it's you know jets or giants not i don't see i don't see the mars family do you think so I don't you, don't, see you don't see like i could see jay-z like i could see davis giving up a, a, a quarter stake in the raiders and jay-z going to right. be like a raiders owner yeah all right so so that's my point is like so the, the, the like the new york guys those the major teams aren't they're not just giving away their a stake no. in their team right no. um especially Ooh, if it dwindles yeah, their majority the, the mares are not the mares are not giving the last team to ha- start a black quarterback is not having jay-z as a minority owner right and the jets just, and the jets with woody johnson who's who's a woody, friend of trump you know whatever right. um but you're on the right path and uh, as what i was going to get to is is uh, Mark Davis and the Raiders, or the Spanos and the Chargers. Yeah, are those the two, the two are, that immediately popped to mind. Yeah, are the two that are technically um, cash poor owners, where all of their money is tied up in the yeah. team, basically. So yeah. if there is, yeah. you know, and with the with the Chargers moving to LA and getting a bad you know deal with with the with the stadiums and having to be a tenant there. 
like if they can, I know, get some cash infused in that. And I don't even know how much, uh, you know, $250 million or whatever it might maybe is, is the number or $500 million basically we're talking here probably. Like, so I, you know, this, yeah. this whole thing is, it just seems a, a bit of a farce to me. Um, and not even, we're not even, I, we're not even getting into the, the, the social politics of this either here now. So, so is that, but is that, but, but in order to get to the social politics of this, is that maybe the red herring? Is it like, is yeah. it that somebody leaked this idea of 30% ownership from Jay-Z's camp to make it seem like he isn't such a turncoat in this whole it's possible because it's really he's gotten so much blowback on this. And and I just yeah. being on like social media and reading articles and stuff, people are I, – I mean this is literally 50-50 and I don't think they expected that to happen where the, everyone – It's a terrible look. Yeah. It's a terrible look. Right. I, it's, it's, and and I, I mean I personally – when I saw it, I immediately felt – there are words I will not say here but it definitely had a uh, – it felt, it felt bad. It felt, it felt bad. It felt bad. I didn't like what Jay-Z, I didn't like what Jay-Z did to the Nets. And, and I don't, I can't believe he let Roger Goodell wheel him out in all of his Jay-Z glory and, and basically be the person that was like, we're getting like, we're moving past kneeling. Like that's just. Right. I, and, the, and the fact I mean, that like, you know, call, uh, Colin Kaepernick's uh, girlfriend came out and was like, he has never talked to Kaepernick and, and this has been going on for six months in the works or whatever, whoever said that, yeah. you know, so like, and then with Eric Reed talking up too about it, like it's, yeah, I mean, I, I get the divisiveness on, on both sides here and I, but I also get, I also get the point, like, you know, there's, there's been some other, uh, notable, you know, black, like scholars or, or social, uh, um, people who, who, you know, like Dr. Harry Edwards was one of them who's, who's had, you know, some mm-hmm. recognition throughout the years and, and, you know, he's been around a long time and sort of dealt with a lot of these things. And, you know, they were saying like, you know, you, you got to give, you know, no matter what this truly is, we don't know. And you, you got to give him a little bit of a chance here to, to do, to show, to show something. Right. And, okay. And, okay. and that's fine. That and I way? agree with that too, but that okay. I, I agree with that sentiment, but I also, I also agree with the fact that this looks bad and that, and and I know you you have your issues with Jay Z and the whole th- and his his thing and and I've I've brought him up over the years of of just because of who he is and I don't I've never necessarily liked his music, but but he is still sort of relevant I think to people. Is um, he? I, did, I like Saquon Barkley is like is, is like over the moon to? about this. So who's he relevant to? Who's he relevant to? I, I think there's a lot of there's not a, anyone under thirty. No, not dude, a, I think I think you're wrong about that. His I, wife might be. I totally disagree. You might disagree, but but I'm saying like even Sa- Saquon Barkley was all over this. He was like, "This I'm so happy. This makes me so happy. I, I'm rooting for him. I'm a, you know he was a big fan of his or whatever he was saying. And you know so like I, I think he still has some sort of a market share there with with a younger generation. Can I give you a story? Can I give you sure. an example? Yeah. I, I I personally, on firsthand, think that that's a false statement. I was I worked an event at at Radio City Music Hall. It was a Jay Z Nike event. It was when the Global Team was put put together. Remember how like Andre Iguodala like was the star of this this global idea, and the 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 event itself was a was a it was a scrimmage game of the of global basketball players, Andre Iguodala included, and then following that was a performance by Jay-Z, all taking place at Radio City Music Hall. Follow? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he it was sponsored by Nike. What Nike did was they bust in kids uh, from various underprivileged schools throughout New York City to come to this event to watch the basketball 
And these were all high school, junior, junior high and high school kids. Um, this is also 10 years ago, mind you, uh, to come see this, this game be played on stage and then watch Jay-Z. By the time the game was over, these kids were checked out. They could not have cared less. There was, I'd say 10% is a, is a, is a generous number of kids that were not talking through all of Jay-Z's performance. It was they just were not engaged. They just didn't care about Jay Z. They cared about basketball. Mm-hmm. They did like these kids. They no one's trying to hear Jay Z anymore. He just he. I mean, if you walked into a room, sure, everyone would ask for his autograph. But I don't think there's a younger generation of people listening to Jay Z's music. In fact, I would. I, I can't even remember what Jay Z's last record was. And yeah, you're right. I'm not a Jay Z fan. I think he's whack. I think he always has been whack. Uh, I think he just makes up stories and tries to come off as someone he's not, but it doesn't mean I think that this is like totally. And I, I don't disagree with you on that notion. And, and he's a capitalist, if anything, you know. I mean, right. he's, he he the guy just wants to make money, and and maybe and maybe that is maybe more so his his brand to um, to certain people, especially to to younger kids or or, or uh, less uh, fortunate or well off kids or something. It was like it's someone he. As they, you know, strive for because he he was able to do this and he made something out of himself or something. I don't how know. Is, I'm speculating this, here. Obviously, how is but, this? How is this? I mean, this is. I mean, it's not this. It's not apples to apples. But how is the blowback of? I mean, in who's the first politician you think of when you think of Roger Goodell? Politician? Oh, Trump. Right, but and who is the first? Who is the rapper that's most associated with that president? Um, Kanye West. Oh and right, everybody, yeah. Everybody is down on Kanye for that association. Right, right? So that's what I'm saying. So, so there's a huge. So, well, why is this? But but I don't feel like the, it's it's a it's how did Jay Z not see those parallels and and pump the brakes on this idea? It's, it's well because that it's, goes back to his because I like you were saying I just don't I don't think he cares and he's into this to make however much money he's going to make out of this. Now if he can if the side hustle here is a little bit. Or not even I don't want to say I shouldn't say side hustle here, but I I think the side benefit or something is is if he can actually make some change out of this because I think that's what he does is he he uses these um, these uh, positions of social change and like wearing Kaepernick's jersey or doing whatever else he does for the community and stuff, but he's also making money off of those things probably most likely right some way or same shape or form. So well, that's a hard that's a hard that's a that's a very hard line to toe. You, Absolutely, if, and it's probably near impossible. And but I think, and I so I don't think he's really fully considered the ramifications of this because I don't think he fully cares. And that's the problem yeah. with I think a lot of people are having with this is that he's just all of a sudden become a puppet for the NFL and Roger Goodell, and now they've taken 100%. the heat off of themselves and they've just they've made this about Kaepernick versus Jay Z or you know those two sides kind of thing. And and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter going like, we need to stop this. We need to like stop bickering with each other here on these two sides and and see the true, the true, uh, you know, the true evil. I guess for lack of a better term, of, of what they should be focusing their attention back onto here. Right. Well, I mean, I think I, I in, in true not for nothing fashion, I, t- I tend to agree with you after disagreeing with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And like, I, I think and we're and coming I from like, this from two different I, sides I, and I two think, different perspectives. I think, I think listening. I think listening helps. I do. I yeah. do. I think that listening helps. Right. Uh, but I also think really what this points to is that at the end of the day, what I think we'll both agree with this, it's really just about money. And that's Absolutely. What it's always and, and, and every time you try to bring in some sort of social justice or, or a different sort of political tinge into like the effects of people being able to make money, that's what like that's what makes Colin Kaepernick so brave is that he was 
he was messing with people's wallets. Yeah, man, he sacrificed. That's the only reason he was ever listened to. Right. Like, and and and, and that's really the only way you can make a change anymore is if you mess with people's and, wallets. And he sacrificed and his own wallet for that too. Exactly. Right. And who's willing to do that? You Nobody. Know, not too many people. To take that stage. Um, I, and I will so, say maybe and 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 one more thing just to sort of pile on on Jay Z here because I'm actually not. The more I read about this, the more I'm a little disappointed and not a fan of, of him doing this. But it, this is also maybe his ego thinking like, oh, you know what? Who can I can tackle this? I can take this on. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. I, you know, like although he's never probably done anything in his life really that strongly to make those sort of changes. He's and it sounds like from what everything I've read is he's always just talks about it but doesn't do anything. Is that but his ego and he's probably thinks he's big enough in his mind with people and his influence, like you're saying, and maybe he's not, and the reality is he isn't, is that he thinks he could probably do this. And that's probably also the problem too, where the NFL was like, sure, we'll just give you like hundreds of millions of dollars potentially here, and you deal with this and let it be your problem. Uh, Chris, well said. Thanks. Um, so just, I'm going to keep on this great segue we've been doing, which has been fantastic <laughs> since we're, I think a good way to wrap this show up. Yes. I, I was looking at our show notes. Uh, since we're talking about Roger Goodell, there's only one other person we should be talking about. Uh, the natural segue from Roger Goodell is straight to the shadow, the shadow owner or the puppet master himself, Jerry Jones. What well, we need here so is what, leaders. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're Jerry Jones a second to none. <laughs> Uh, you said you got a couple stories clash slash quotes. What what do you how can we end this on, on a high note of uh, of pure Jerry Jones slander? Okay, so so he, you know there's the whole thing with Zeke holding out and and him dealing with these with with Dak and with Amari Cooper's contract negotiations and the whole thing. And so he he was asked about this the other day or maybe it was even last week at this point. But um, he made. The, the, this is like classic Jerry holding uh, holding court with like reporters, like you know, on a, I think it was during a practice or something like that. He was talking about yeah. the negotiations. It's the most asinine and pointless analogy that I think anybody could ever sort of make or even create or even to be able to think of this. To, to, to let alone just to like put it out there, out of your mouth, but to even to come up with this. This is what he said. Give it to me. Picture. Um, I, can, I can't even do the. I can't even do the voice while I'm doing it. So Dude, I'm just gonna please, say it. You have to. Okay. No, you okay. have to. Do All right. Let me try. It. All right. Picture you were a driver of a car, and you had a wreck, and your hand was almost severed off, but you didn't understand your anatomy. You look down. You're spurting blood. You no. open the door and you run into the woods, either die bleeding to death or from shock. Now the educated man looks down. Knows his anatomy, squeezes, and knows his best chance is to wait for help. That's because he's been there a lot and done that. So I'm squeezing and waiting for help. <laughs> and he's saying this. He's got this creepy, like, smug smile look on his face. Oh, my God. And it's like, what are you talking about here? Oh first of all, first who's of all, helping you? Yeah. Who? And second of all, who who has their hand cut off? And who's been there and done that before and knows they're in, like the, like you only have a two hands, one, man. A guy with one hand. Yeah, but you're not. You're driving a car. You have no hands. How can you do? Like this is this is crazy. Like he knew how ridiculous this was, and he was just he was just loving it that he put it out there. People he were went, just eating it up. 
So since since that, which I didn't hear, since that quote, I was noticing on the uh, ticker that the uh, that Zeke comes back from the Bahamas or Mazatlan Cabo. or wherever he's been, uh, Cabo. Yep. And uh, while the while, it comes back while Dallas is in Hawaii, mm-hmm. mind you, mm-hmm. uh, and and it looks all things look good. And then, according to uh, the news reports or the ticker today, this, this, the Chiron or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, uh, the Jerry uh, Jones said Zeke who yep. when asked about him. Yeah, because their rookie so, running back played really well in, in the preseason game a couple of days ago. Tony Pollard, who I'm sure is flying up draft boards in people's fantasy football leagues because he looked amazing because he has a playing behind a really great offensive line. So Jerry made a joke. And there is a fuller quote there and video of him. And he immediately was like, no, 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 I'm just I'm just joking. You know, like, I don't don't get me in trouble or something. So he was saying he was making a joke about it. But like, don't dude, don't joke about it. Don't joke about your your yeah. your, well, your well, all star, you know, running back who you have to rely they call, on. They call it they call it all pro in the NFL, Chris. Sorry. Right. Up. Of course. <laughs> The guy has only done. He's only he's carried the ball and run for more yards than like there's only, like it was like Jim Brown and like one other legendary all like Hall of Fame running back or something. What he's done in his first four years of the league or whatever. So it's like you know, and then you want you want to treat you want you want to act like oh like the star means something and plays for Dallas and you said you were gonna treat these guys for life and stuff and then you make a joke about like this like Zeke who like definitely, dude Zeke didn't like it. Nope, he, he shouldn't. Definitely didn't like it. No, he shouldn't. He's pretty upset about it, and he, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't think he should. Uh, I I also feel like Zeke is doing one of the most savvy negotiation tactics ever. I don't know if this is really about being. I, I think, and I think we touched on this in a in a recent podcast. This is about how Jerry Jones. This is him playing into the fact that Jerry Jones wants to win now. Yep. This is his last chance at, until he goes into a cryo chamber. <laughs> Like this is this is it. Yep. And Zeke knows it. Yep. And Jerry knows it. And Zeke's agent knows it. So yep. why not get why not get yours? Plus rookie contracts and franchising all favor the the owner. I am all about these players getting paid. And I, I and I one hundred percent behind you, Zeke's holding this team hostage. And you know what? Just get nothing else. Give him a two or three year contract, but just pay him a shitload yeah. of money. And just you know, like that's probably as long as he's you know. I mean, unless. Plus Zeke is actually really that good. I mean, he he might only last two or three more seasons anyway. So just give him what oh, he wants agreed. for now, um, and, and and run him into the ground. And run him into the ground. Yeah, I mean that's what he did with Demarco Murray, and then they didn't renew his contract. So I know. I, I think Zeke knows the game plan here from Jerry Jones because they, the Cowboys just did it over the last five years, just before he got there with him. So, um, and this is his only this is his only chance at a, at, at at holding sort of the cards here. In these negotiations, yeah. and then you know, if nothing else, he's got to come back at like what week eight or week ten or something like that, I week think. 10. Um, or it's I one of those things. Yeah. So I, you know, hold out while you can. See if they if they play. You know, or I think I think he comes back in week one. I, I think Jerry's not going to mess around with this. At push comes to shove, and they'll come to some sort of agreement here with Zeke will get enough money to make himself happy and make himself look good, and Jerry's will too, and and then everybody's going to forget about this and they can move on. Chris, I hope everyone forgets about this podcast and move on. <laughs> that's that's really my hope and dream too, Chris. <laughs> good, good. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Yep, let's get and, out of here. Uh, and wish, yep. And I'll uh, we'll be we'll be back at you next week. Safe travels. Or this week, yeah, for that matter. Yeah, maybe later Thanks this week. week. We'll see. Yeah, let's do it this week. All right. All right. Good. 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 Good.